0: And as a business, you can ask for help. For goodness sake, ask for help. Go to your accountant, ask for help. Say to him or her, I'm struggling with cash flow, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. How can you help me? Get them to help me. Go to your bank. I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that. How can you help me? There's lots of institutions out there that can help you. There is no shame in asking for help. I just think it's mindset. You need to get over it. Welcome back to Small Business Financial Freedom podcast. Doesn't time fly when you're enjoying yourself? It's great, isn't it? Hopefully you'll have enjoyed podcast one and podcast two. You'll have thought about your financial freedoms and you'll have set up your VAT bank account and start putting money aside for your VAT. But listen, it doesn't need to be just VAT. It could be taxes. You might say to me, I'm too small a business. I'm not VAT registered. So I don't need to worry about putting money aside for my VAT. Great. But what about your tax at the end of the year? What about your self-assessment tax return? What about your you're a limited company? What about your corporation tax? And listen, corporation tax is a good one. Whilst it was going down and now it's going back up or is it going back down again? Who only knows? But listen, you could do exactly the same With the VAT account, but for tax. So that every time you get paid by someone, you could put money aside to pay your tax. Maybe not as much as 20%. Maybe you want to put aside 5%. Start small. But you could set up a bank account and do that for your taxes. I want to take you back. Way, way back to, for some of you, years and years and years ago. Because I'm going to talk about when I was little. Now, I, I come from a family of four. There's me and I've got three sisters, and there was my mum and dad. And my mum, my mum didn't work. My dad had a manual it was a manual laborer he he was an electrician or a joiner or something I can't I can't remember. God, that's bad, isn't it? anyway, he, he worked in the construction industry and he got paid on a weekly basis, and he used to get paid on a Thursday. I don't know why that was, but he always got paid on a Thursday. He got paid in cash. Bank accounts as such during then, you know, everybody operated in cash at that time. At least my mum and dad did. So he used to come home on a Thursday with his pay packet. And being a good man, husband, he would hand over the pay packet to my mum. And you know what she would do? She would sit down at the kitchen table and she would split that cash. And she would have various pots that she would put the cash into. She'd have one for paying the the rent on the house because we lived in a council house. We, we didn't have our own property at that time. Living in a council house, so she put money aside to pay the rent. She put money aside to pay the electricity and the gas and the coal at that time because we had coal fires. She put money aside for food, the weekly shop, and she put money aside, so what's that? Rent, electricity, food... She'd put money aside for us, you know, if we needed things, new school shoes, new clothes, a new coat, things like that. And the the fifth pot would be whatever was left. And that might mean that they could go out on a Saturday night and they could go to the club and they could have a dance. But the fifth one was the last one. The other four were the most important and she would live off those pots, so she would survive. She would go and pay the next day, she would go and pay the rent, she would go and buy stamps or pay so much towards the electricity or get some coal or some logs and things. She would go and do a shop, she would go down to the the square She'd go at the butch because at that those days there was a butcher's, there was a fishmonger's, there was greengrocers. She would go and do the shop. She maybe wouldn't buy the the, the sort of everything for the week because it didn't really freeze things in those days. Oh God, I'm showing my age. I sound like I'm an Alm wifey. But anyway, you know, there wasn't really freezers. There was a the fridge and there was the little top bit of the fridge where there was a these a bit, so she would shop on a regular basis. She wouldn't shop for the week. There wasn't really big supermarkets. Like I say, there was a the butchers, there was a the fishmongers, and she would send us. I always remember. Oh God, this is sound dreadful, but I remember there was a biscuit factory where we lived, quite close to where we lived, and she would send us. She would send the, the, the girl, the children, to the biscuit factory, and ask for broken biscuits. Yep sorry, but yeah, seconds, I suppose, broken biscuits, but you would get them, you'd be able to buy bags of broken biscuits. Anyway, and she would live off these amounts for the week. Now, didn't always work. I'll be truthful with you, didn't always work. Our neighbour, Mrs McHugh, her husband got paid on a Friday. So come Thursday, when my mum, the the pots had all died out, okay, she didn't have to worry because she'd paid the rent, she'd, she had enough, Coal and all the rest of it, but she maybe didn't have any money for food left on the Thursday. So her and Mrs. McHugh had an agreement where she would go Mrs. McHugh, and, a, and Mrs. McHugh would help her on a Thursday, knowing that she would need help. Mrs. McHugh, that is, would need help on the Friday. So they helped each other. There was a bit of community spirit, and to be truthful with you, I think we. We got that back with COVID. We did get that back with COVID and with the lockdown. We all started to think about our neighbors and how we could help each other. Okay, maybe nowadays you wouldn't lend each other money. You might feel uncomfortable about doing that. But you might give your neighbor, you know, if you if you'd done a big batch of food and there was some of it left, you might give it to your neighbor. We have we've an old an old gentleman that lives across the road from us. He loves it when I sort of, there is only me and my husband now and if if I cook something and there's there's stuff left over, put it in a Tupperware, take it across to him. He's more than happy. Community, we can help each other. We can also ask for help. I think we're getting better at asking for help. I don't think we're 100% there, but I think we're getting better at it. And as a business, you can ask for help. For goodness sake, ask for help. Go to your accountant, ask for help. Say to him or her, you know, I, I'm struggling with cash flow. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. How can you help me? Get them to help me. Go to your bank. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. How can you help me? There's lots of institutions out there that can help you. There is no shame in asking for help. And I, I don't want anyone to feel shameful about asking for help. I just think it's mindset. You need to get over it. But we also need to review our spending. You need to look at money leaks. I call it money leaks. I look at where is your money going. So with my mum, she knew exactly, you know, where her money was going and sometimes they didn't have money on a Friday because maybe my dad had gone out on a Sunday night and had a few pints and used some of the money out of the food bank. I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe there was a good deal on at the butchers, and she decided that she was going to buy an extra bit of this and stick it in the little freezer bit of the fridge because it was value for money. But it meant that come Thursday, she didn't have money for... Maybe one of one of us wanted to go swimming on a Thursday, swimming lessons, and she didn't have money for swimming lessons because she'd bought. I don't know, but, you know, I'm trying to get across the point. And I want you to think about, as a business, money leaks. I want you to think about where your money goes. And is it 100% necessary for the business? And is it 100% useful for the business? I've just recently thought about my KPIs. This is me going off on a tangent again. Key performance indicators. When I was in business, when I, w- I worked for businesses, I used to wonder when they waffled on about KPIs. What the hell is that? Key performance indicators. What on earth? Listen, I'm I've, I've now in my seventh year of business and this is me actually just looking at them for my business. I know. It's pretty bad, isn't it? But anyway. One of the areas I want to work on is education. So I've got 3 KPIs. Main KPIs of course one of them is the compliance because I'm an accountant and I have to sort of fall in line with what HMRC tells me to do and expects me to do. But one of them that I want to do is education. And recently, in fact, today, I just signed up for a subscription for a new service. And it's it's not cheap, but I think it's going to be useful for my business. Is it 100% necessary? I'm not sure it's 100% necessary because I think I could probably do the work that it's going to provide for me. But if I do the work, then I'm taking myself away from doing other work. So therefore, for the cost that it's going to cost me, It's going to be cost effective for them to do the work rather than me do the work. And it is going to be useful for my business because it's going to be part of my KPI education. So, this week, let's review your money leaks. Let me go through an exercise where you go through your bank statement, you go through the payments coming out of your bank on a regular basis, well, every month and see are they necessary for the business and are they useful for the business and if they're not 100% necessary and if they're not 100% useful what am I paying for what am I paying for let's try and get another step forward to financial freedom it's good to talk to you let's talk soon